0: Welcome to Long Covid Doctor, an educational series of sufferers of Long Covid. I'm Dr Tim Robinson, formerly a family doctor, GP for 30 years, now GP lead for three NHS Long Covid clinics, and a GP clinical lead in, in Long Covid across the southwest of England. This episode is on taste and smell in Long Covid, In part one, I talk about the symptoms, diagnoses, uh, investigations, and causes. And in part two, I'll talk about the treatments, management, and outcomes. Check out the references, resources, and links to social media in the show notes below. Just to say, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention should only be considered after discussion with your own doctor or medically qualified health professional. And so here we go taste and smell and long COVID. Problems with taste and smell are quite common in patients with long COVID. They may cause significant distress and and certainly an impact on quality of life. Before I go any further, I need to go back in time, back to where it all started, the initial uh, COVID infection. In the early months of the COVID pandemic, many patients were reporting changes in their sense of smell and taste. And indeed, this was identified by the COVID Symptom Study app, uh, and was then named as a diagnostic pointer And predictor of having acute COVID uh, as it was occurring in 60% of our patients or 60% of patients who had acute COVID along with those other symptoms like persisting cough and high temperature etc. So most patients found their sense of taste and smell returned after a few weeks. However, a significant number of patients still have, along with uh, their other long COVID symptoms, absence of taste and smell or other changes. What are the patients reporting to us? Well, basically, they include loss of smell, partial or complete, loss of taste, partial or complete, or indeed sort of a combination of both of these there are a number of <coughs> medical names for these problems and they are anosmia or hypoosmia, hypo-osmia complete or partial loss of smell, <coughs> Excuse me, parosmia, distortion of sense of smell, phantosmia, that is the distortion of smell in the absence of an external smell stimulus, Osmia, uh, detection of unpleasant smells, and eosmia, detection of pleasant smells, and likewise, there are medical names for the problems with problems with sense of the sense of taste. So you've got agusia or hypogusia, that's complete or partial loss of taste. You've got paragusia or disgousia, that is distortion of sense of taste. Reduced or complete loss of smell or taste does have a significant impact, a negative impact, on a patient's quality of life. So with a loss of taste, patients can no longer enjoy the pleasure of eating. Patients become concerned about their... Loss of appetite leading to weight loss. Patients report a variety of abnormal tastes and smells, such as food tasting metallic, salty, sweet or bland. Sort of certain descriptions like my food tastes like cardboard or like petrol, or indeed like excrement excrement, not very pleasant. Equally, those patients with increased sense of smell and taste, who are experiencing sort of repulsive and offensive smells and tastes, find that really upsetting, understandably. In order to understand these problems, we need to understand the normal sensory pathways for taste and smell, the gustatory and the olfactory pathways. So firstly, the smell or olfactory pathway. So external smell stimuli are picked up in the nose by cells lining the nasal cavity that have smell receptors. When they are activated, nerve impulses pass to the um, olfactory nerve, that's the first cranial nerve, and which passes through a fine bony mesh at the base of the skull. From there, those pathways go to the olfactory bulb, which is, you know, a section of the brain, at the base of the frontal lobe of the brain, and then into the olfactory smell area, which is deep in the center of the brain, known in the area known as the limbic system, and mostly in the hippocampus. There, the impulses trigger various cells that are associated with specific cells and also link in with memories and associations with those smells, registering and bringing about those cells to our consciousness. Now, the taste pathway. So, having done the smell pathway, it's the taste pathway, the taste or gustatory system. So basically, taste stimuli are picked up by the taste buds on the tongue. These are made up of receptors that send impulses along nerves to the, um, so not any old nerve, the seventh, ninth, and tenth cranial nerves to the, what's known as the nucleus of the solitary tract in the brain stem. And from there, onto the gustatory taste centre, also in the area known as the limbic system, also the hippocampus. And the same thing happens as described uh, with with the smell impulses. Tastes trigger various cells that are associated with specific tastes and also link in with memories and associations with those tastes. And likewise, bring them to our consciousness. This, uh, has to be said, is a much simplified explanation of the pathways. It is so much more complex than this. And each of those pathways have multiple connections to the different parts of the brain. The autonomic nervous system and the limbic system, those areas that are responsible for all those processes that happen without us knowing, that happen automatically, which have connections further to our knowing, conscious brain. Which leads to actions and responses. We register pleasure from tastes, foods and drinks, your favourite tipple and smells, scents, the smell of freshly baked bread, etc. So... That's that's the whole process. And so having heard the that brief explanation, you can understand that any problems or damage or disruption of any part of these pathways will cause problems with those pathways. And this is where COVID, and hence long COVID, comes in. This brings me to the cause of the smell, and taste problems that may occur in long COVID. Initially, back at the onset of acute COVID, it was thought that the reason for loss of smell was due to the virus damaging the cells lining the nose and also the taste buds. But having a, well, no, put it another way, both of those areas, both the tongue and the nose, have a high density of the ACE2 receptors. You remember those, those are the receptors which the, the COVID-19 virus, the coronavirus, locks onto on their surface. However, what we now know is that those infected cells that are, that, that, that are damaged and 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 destroyed by the virus are replaced within a few weeks. And so you would have thought that with those new cells in those areas, theoretically, their function should have returned. Smell and taste should have returned. But, as we know, it doesn't in many of our long COVID patients. And so it was realised that the persisting loss of smell and taste must be due to damage in the pathways to the smell, olfactory and taste, uh, gustatory pathways and centres. And with time and a lot of research into COVID, the range of the many damaging processes of COVID have, of course, been discovered. And we're all familiar with them now. And But just to briefly recap, they are the sort of excessive inflammatory response leading to the cytokine storm. We've heard that a few times. Um, and not only that, the cytokine storm, but it also leads to mast cell activation and microthrombi formation. Again, you've heard of a lot about those all the time. Uh, um, all causing their problems throughout the body, including the taste and smell pathways in the brain we have also got the dysfunctional immune system with autoantibody production to nerve tissues and their supportive structures within the brain, as well as excessive activation of brain immune tissues, the microglial tissue, kicking off further inflammation. And then you've, of course, got dysautonomia, our old friend, cause of parts etc etc due to all these processes that have that have taken place resulting in dysfunction of the autonomic nervous system with its downstream effects on the limbic system the hpa the gut brain axis and the endocrine glandular systems and finally and uh, compounding and probably perpetuating all these damaging processes is probable viral persistence and as well as potential viral reactivation. The net effect with regard to taste and smell systems is inevitably going to be dysfunction, presenting either with loss or reduction or disturbance or exaggeration of these sensors, which are having their impact on our long COVID patients. And so, let's get back to our patient. Um, What do we do when a patient reports a symptom, and in this case, loss of taste and smell? Well, always, as always, we need to arrive at a diagnosis, don't we? we need to rule out other causes, the differential diagnoses. And to do this, we need to take a thorough history uh, examination and relevant investigations. However, in this situation, smell and taste problems, there's very little to find in the history examination or investigations. Thinking of the possible differential diagnosis, first for loss of taste. Well, this can happen you know, after a head injury or with various drugs, so chemotherapeutic agents, antibiotics, a few antibiotics, a few rheumatoid drugs. It can happen with a deficiency of um, vitamin B3, niacin, uh, deficiency of zinc, um loss of taste can happen in certain endocrine disorders like low thyroid or Cushing's disease or diabetes. And loss of say, taste can happen in this very strange condition called burning mouth syndrome which no one really knows the cause of. But all these all these causes are very rare and probably the commonest cause of loss of taste is aging. And likewise, loss of smell can occur for various reasons. Uh, there are a number of causes, but mostly due to problems in the lining of the nasal airways, uh, the, you know, allergic or hyper, hyperactive um, or secretions or septal defect, nasal problems. There's a there is also, of course, a long list of other possible courses like the drugs and, you know, to do with pathways, etc., and other medical rare conditions. They're all very rare and probably become obvious anyway in the general history um, that you've taken. However, in the context of COVID infection, that has become long COVID, with all the other long COVID symptoms that might be coinciding, The problems with smell and taste can mostly be attributed to the COVID infection rather than some other obscure and really rare cause. And so that covers the causes and the explanations that lie behind the smell and taste problems. You now can see um, how complex it is with all those nerve pathways and the effects and the brain itself. I always think it's important to cover these in order to understand the problem. And uh, with an understanding of the problem comes acceptance of the problem. You can see it for what it is. And also it gives you an idea on the outcomes and time frame. So I cover this and the various ways that we can help um, with the dealing with the patients with dealing with these problems later in part two. So that concludes the first part of my talk on taste and smell in long COVID, the symptoms, diagnoses and investigations. In the second part, I will talk about the treatments and how we manage those those problems and indeed the outcomes. So I hope you found that helpful. Check out the references and resources and links to social media in the show notes below. As I said at the start, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention should only be considered after discussion with your own doctor or medically qualified health professional. So in the meantime, I wish you well. I wish you well with your long COVID recovery and hopefully we'll meet in the second part. Cheerio.